um, our music is different. Right. I know that we we are multicultural. We play Western music and we play Indian music, and Indian music requires a different um, way of thinking. You know the gamakas and the harkats and um, the the ragas need special understanding because it's it can't be generic. It's not mode. It is um, the way it goes up, the way uh, the construct of the scale goes. You know all this stuff needs. a mindset from india to to crack it and if that is it will be a great service if um indian people invent things indian people like like you started this as a plugin fluid pitch introduces the world's first scale locked pitch bending system and uh, it introduces the polyphonic pitch bending for the very first time let's try it so i'm going to play without fluid now So it goes to the major. It it's all over the place. It's a tone pitch bend now, right? Now add fluid now. Let's see how it sounds. Cool. Yep. Great, Krishna. It's an absolute privilege to have you uh, on the podcast, man. And uh, you've been someone I really wanted to uh, speak to for quite some time. 
and uh, you were you were on my list right from the start of the podcast journey and uh, because um how should i put it be me as a listener and me as a fan of sir is on the other side of the world with the pleasure of listening to all the hard work that you guys put in inside the studio and uh, we we use that music to heal through everything that's happening around us especially in the current times right and then i don't know what i would have done without music and um yourself and sir and the entire team work very hard to give us that magic and i've been always uh, ex- you know very very uh, um keen to speak to each one of you to know about your journey and to know about what goes into creating that magic and also your own journey as well in terms of how uh, your childhood has been and uh, what's the upbringing uh, what the what the upbringing was like in terms of uh, did you know the music was always your thing and things like that so there are so many curious questions in my mind and i'm sure we'll touch upon each of those uh before we dive into that i just wanted to say massive thank you for coming in for accepting my invite to come on this podcast it means a lot i'm doing this as a tribute uh, and and with lot of love respect and integrity for sir and the journey has been great your guest number 67 so oh my god the it has been a dream ride and i had never mm. imagined that something like this would happen so uh, in fact when sir came on the podcast i think 35 people had come by then i think and i told sir sir 35 people have come on the podcast already and then at that point he said uh, your intent is right that's all he said <laughs> mm-hmm. and now it's like double so thank you so right. much man for coming on the podcast it's an absolute pleasure to have you and thanks so much anil thanks for having me and uh, i've i've always seen your name on the credits and stuff mm-hmm. um i've always wondered a number of things in terms of okay what did these guys actually do and <laughs> what does uh uh programming actually mean and mm-hmm. what does additional programming mean these are the type of questions i've always had from mm-hmm. quite some time right mm-hmm. and then um but anyway we'll not jump into that straight but so how have you been i know we we still going through interesting times mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah actually uh i've been you know by god's grace been fine uh, it the lockdown and all you know uh, it it kind of shaped me into something else you know i've always been like you know a kind of an evolving person and uh, i was able to you know put use this time to do something else which i always wanted to do in my life yeah. we started a plugin company and uh, you know come, we've come out with a plugin which recently won two awards at the um, the media innovation awards festival congratulations so, yeah, you know that. and uh, it was the first plugin from india so we are we are super proud of that and uh, um you know i uh you know these are some of the problems that you know we we can't wait for uh some someone else with a different western mindset to solve these kind of problems that's the kind of problems we are trying to solve um and it's basically for everybody it's based uh, to 
it's it was the company was formed to give back to the musicians com- company yeah. and uh, whatever challenges constraints that we were i was facing as a music producer i was trying i tried to solve it and turns out it's it's as a global problem problem and uh, you know everybody's loving it <laughs> uh, yeah so in terms of uh, uh so w- what was your first question in uh, like well i mean uh, there are plenty of questions but the thing is <laughs> all that i really wanted to know was uh, how have you been keeping yourself positive in terms of the pandemic and everything that's going on but looks like you smashed <laughs> it really hard with fluid pitch congratulations for the two awards and uh, it so proud of you man i mean it's amazing because uh, as much as the world was going through so much and then there was so much negativity from all around and still trying to stay focused and being positive and then innovating innovating something out of it it's a big thing congrats thanks so much see so, yeah, i don't think i mean uh, like if you just be uh, you know at home and think like you know wait for every everything to become normal right. that would have been very, very tough for me also uh you know frustrating and all that stuff so rather i shifted my mind into something else and i thought you know let me focus on that uh which kind of helped um nice uh i remember reading a post on your timeline uh you put in all your savings into the fluid pitch uh that is a big move i mean i would i would love to hear more about where did it where did this thought come from and then and also at what point did you decide that okay that's it i'm going to bite the bullet and put in all my money in there and let's see what happens <laughs> yeah so i was having this uh, idea from 2019 right and uh, it kind of formed uh, uh it was a four stage product and the product that we put out is just a foundation product yeah uh our end goal was to you know to be able to play any kind of harkat or gamakas mm. easily on a keyboard and that's not a small thing if you actually look and look into some data we have we have a 1 billion people in our country and there's hardly 10 keyboard players who play carnatic properly in keyboard mm. like uh, when i say carnatic like if if you put them on stage and ask them to give 10 uh, like a half an hour carnatic concert on keyboard Uh, there's hardly 10 people to do it mm. and that's to me you know it's, it's i thought like something fundamentally wrong like you know keyboard was not you know the, if you look uh, speak to the carnatic musicians community they don't consider keyboard itself as a carnatic mu- instrument so and obviously there's some you know there's some physical constraints in it and uh, you know there've been recent developments and all that stuff mm. um so this was my effort to you know try and uh reduce that practice time right uh, right now like you know if you want to if someone wants to play carnatic uh, in keyboard they have to practice 7 years 5 to 7 years yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah of course but it doesn't have to be that hard you know uh, because there was some fundamental uh, problems with the keyboard it's it's taking that much time and you know we and uh, our aim is to cut that down as much as possible and so even with just uh, you know like 5 to 6 months you should be able to play uh, 
with the you know uh, of course you have to have the musicianship inside but if you have the musicianship inside you the expressing it on a keyboard shouldn't be that much so um so after having that idea on like you know at the end of 2019 uh, and 2020 we i went to nam uh, where uh, you know the midi 2.0 was uh, uh, allowed uh, announced midi midi is the the standard way in which uh, musical instruments communicate uh, midi stands for uh, musical instruments digital interface yeah um, so there was another uh, uh, evolution of it coming uh, coming uh which was getting announced so i was very curious about it and i went all the way to uh, anaheim in la uh to learn more about it wow met a lot of people and you know i was trying to solve this problem you know with uh, as uh you know as as less as investment prop mm-hmm. you know possible and all that mm-hmm. stuff and my initial idea was to make it like a hardware mm-hmm. piece and you know there's something like a like something which you can put on top of any keyboard and then use mm. but turned out if you want to do in hardware it will take at least like uh, 100000 us dollars which is like a small thing for the us people and us companies and stuff but for us uh uh you know it's a, it's a, a substantial amount yeah so i was like uh you know i was like heartbroken for two months like came back <laughs> and then like uh i kind of gave up on that idea and then the pandemic started mm-hmm. and in the pandemic i again started uh, refining my idea a little bit more and started again reaching out to some other people mm-hmm. and luckily i found one person who who said you know you know this can be done in software as well right. uh, why don't we start with software and i was like uh, okay let's do it right. <laughs> and then um uh, uh, And software is not cheap as well right now so yeah and developers are uh, you know all us people is releasing all the stuff yeah so and i just didn't think twice i just took out all my savings and uh, started <laughs> developing this so how long did it take so that's how it started <laughs> and uh, i'm pretty happy how it turned out you know the way we have a product that's helping musicians to uh, perform with more confidence on stage and open new possibilities in studios uh, which is yeah. great so so it's it's less than a year actually when you think about it right right but the but the idea was much more behind yeah. Um, yeah. the the concept and uh, yeah. all that was yeah. much more earlier so, just out of curiosity what platform is the software built on uh, it's a software uh, access to it So it's built on a platform called Juice. It's based on C++. Right. And uh, it can be used in any DAW, which is a digital audio workstation. Mm-hmm. And uh, all you have to do is use it prior to your synth or sa- sampler. And uh, what it does is it's, it, it specifically f- focuses on uh, one aspect of your keyboard, which is your pitch pen wheel, which will be in the left side mm-hmm. of the keyboard, right? Mm-hmm. It just takes that me- uh, messages alone, which is actually one of the very high resolution Mm-hmm. the most high res uh, controller of the whole keyboard mm-hmm. in the midi specification there's 16000 data points in that okay and uh, nobody has used uh, it to its full potential mm-hmm. and uh, you know we are the one of the first companies to use it push that data points to its limits and make it put it together in an arrangement which makes musical sense to people and you know so they can perform 
what we have done essentially in a nutshell is teach little bit of music to that pitch bend wheel so it understands what you play and uh, it uh, you know it um, so if you play in a minor or major or raga whatever it it starts working with you a little bit and you know it it uh, it, it knows from which note if you bend from which note to which note you, you will go in that scale if you go up or if you go down how many no semitones it will be all the data is uh, taken uh, and uh, you know we just ask for two data points from you and then based on that we build all this day uh, uh, things that will that's right. going to help you perform better nice um amazing i mean sounds sounds really great and is mm-hmm. um how should i put it why why was the inclination only towards carnatic music <laughs> see I, i don't think it's even though the 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 root of uh, you know solving this problem came from there yeah. um but the problem that we solved is global uh, uh it's to answer your question more specifically in indian music there are a lot of ragas in which the the if you take some of the ragas there's only like you know this more than three three notes gap like mm-hmm. uh, you have um you like sarimapanisa like uh, there are patuni or uh, you know there are big gaps between notes mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, if you take any major minor uh, any traditional western scales there are they are all s- smaller intervals so they can they can use the pitch bend wheel and pretty much work around it mm-hmm. but our indian music is not like that they it has uh, the 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 glides and the the kamakas or harkats are more intricate and uh, our scales itself is more intricate uh, if i say a set of notes going up and down that can be for three or four ragas and only the experts know based on how it is sung it is this raga or that raga right. so i haven't work i uh, i learned carnatic music very little uh, when i was a child so i always had this fear because it's like you know it's it's complex in terms of gamakas and all that stuff kind of when i was very young i felt it boring but now you know after in my late 20s studies and i i i feel the the intricacy and which how much passion and stuff it was you know uh, developed so many years back mm. and i would like to express do some of those things in my keyboard as well mm. but it it turns out very tough it's you know you, and if you have to do it you have to practice for 3 uh, or 4 years and which that's a time frame which i didn't have working with sir working nights and all that stuff i was like okay either i can stop all this practice for 3 years or i can invent something else <laughs> yeah yeah that uh, that will solve this problem so i i chose the second path very nice great and uh, so what's the way forward for fluid pitch now that you got the well deserved recognition if i can put it that way and uh, thumbs up from sir i'm sure he must be super proud of you no doubt yeah he was pretty happy and he was uh, very excited and uh, i know he tweeted the within the 10 minutes i think you know he was probably watching or something <laughs> and uh, uh he was super happy that i got two awards and uh, yeah so the if we look at uh, the way forward for pitch innovations as i told this just a foundation product yeah. and we have more ideas to build on top yeah. and uh, the, the thing with uh, any 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 uh, platform or any ideas if you give give them straight away too much 
it becomes a complex product mm. i think you have to like build it little by little yeah. uh step by step uh otherwise it will become a complex problem even though we are com- trying to solve a complex problem uh we have to uh come up with a simple solution and se- solve it step by step uh very nice <laughs> so yeah we have couple of more products in the pipeline for sure and i'm pretty sure uh, either you already started using it as part of your work in the studio or sir mm-hmm. is already thinking is there anything along those lines yeah so i'm i've started using it uh, in my this uh, in my productions uh, and you know all my friends uh, are using it my yeah. close friends in the circles yeah. my pro- music producers both in chennai and bombay um and sir yeah obviously we've installed in both his laptop and uh, the <laughs> the main computer and he's uh, he's also using it um and he he actually i've uh, i've heard he he did a small song i mean i can't talk about it it'll come out soon <laughs> nice very nice great and look uh, also one of the things is uh, as part of the ilo arr podcast journey what's also happened is uh, a number of sirs fans from various parts of the world started connecting with me and then uh, in fact 90% of the people who have connected with me are more of music enthusiasts in terms of their singers music producers and some of them are composers and and a lot of them are aspirational musicians as well and then um so what's called this ilo air our community has now evolved as part of this which is like it's fun um mm-hmm. what i wanted to ask you was if any of the music producers or the wannabe music producers in the community wanted to use or um get in touch with you about fluid pitch how do they go about doing it or can they yeah First so of course of, of course it, it was cemented for everybody and we you know we uh, intentionally priced it very less yeah. you know we i got a price it at whatever price i wanted but yeah. you know i kept it at Mm. a place even a student could afford afford mm. and uh, of course you, uh, anybody can vis- visit pitchinnovations.com and uh, mm. download a free trial and mm. buy the software there it's a, it's only 49 dollars nice um, uh, yeah and you can always uh, you know get in touch with me in linkedin or something mm. uh, if you want to get in touch personally and then yeah you can use okay. linkedin awesome and mm-hmm. is 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 that yourself or is there another uh team that helps and supports people who get the plugin yeah we have a support team uh yeah we have, we have couple of other a uh, couple teams like you know there is a coding team support team a video team marketing team so many things no i think this it was making a product was one thing and learning about all these things was another this <laughs> <laughs> completely different thing so right yeah amazing and it's, it's actually we are still learning a lot as still a uh, young company and uh, in terms of communications and uh, building the brand we have a lot to learn and that is something we are working on beautiful i love stories like this it's amazing um so it's amazing man i mean you know i i i really like this to flourish even more and hopefully by the time we meet for the second podcast i really hope that it's gone 
10 times bigger. <laughs> and so I much. find it extremely it. hard to get hold of you for the podcast. I hope that happens. <laughs> I'm sure that'll happen. <laughs> uh, you'll always have my time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Krishna, so thing is, I mean, thanks, thanks for the in-depth uh, walkthrough of your fluid pit journey. I mean, it's... Uh, it's like I, I, I really like stories like this. I mean, it gives me uh, a kick to keep learning and then trying to think out of the box and then coming out with something. And in fact, uh, you know, sir, better than anyone else. And then sir is always up to something, learning something new. And all the, all the interactions that I have with him is it's always about something new and then he gives me inputs on certain things and I start reading about it and then I talk about that with him and then he gives me further inputs. What I do not know is how does he find time to read about so many things? In fact, I once asked sir in one of the meetings, I, I asked him, sir, I just spoke about some just one thing and then uh, he went on and on about it and then I told him, sir, uh, <laughs> sir, how do you find time for this? Uh, and how do you know about all this? You seem to know everything, absolutely everything, every topic under the sun. And he said, I read a lot. <laughs> right. So one of these things uh, that I noticed about not just sir, even with uh, some of the people like Kamal Hassan sir and all these big people, um, uh, if you don't have a degree or like some things that says, you know, you're educated, you're super educated or something, there's some kind of feeling that always keeps them learning. Like, you know, they, they it, it's, it's something underground in their mind that that's, you know, yeah. uh, that, that keeps them always, you know, on the run and for more. <laughs> um, and it's not, I mean, of course he, he can, obviously say hey i'm you know i've achieved so much yeah. i don't have learned all this but he's always uh, passionate about learning uh, uh, the next thing uh, i, I want to tell you a story uh, you know the mac pro the aluminum mac pro tower the, uh, the not the new chase gre cheese greeter uh, design the one the very first model we sir bought that uh, in london okay the and, one uh, uh, which was like a not the trash can not that one the, the very first model oh, the first of yeah, Mac. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, Sad bought the dirt for almost like double the price in London. <laughs> okay. And uh, it was not officially released in London. So, some of these people had bought it from the US and selling it. And uh, and Sad bought it for double the price or something. And then, um, you know why? Because he had bought a card, a DSP card, which will fit inside that computer one year early earlier than the apple uh, that mac pro released so <laughs> imagine imagine this buying a card worth like a couple of lakhs and uh, annoying buying something saying okay this is going to be supported uh, on the next generation of mac pro which is going to be released probably maybe in one year's time yeah. and then waiting for that and then coming you know using that uh, and then the the thing with all this thing is being when you when you are at the edge of a technology, you are the one facing all this uh, bug reports, bug crashes, you know, uh, and all the stuff. Uh, then you have to like you know you're you're not even sure uh, you know they themselves have fixed the bugs, mm -hmm. uh, all of it, right? Uh, 
so the first thing we always do is like when or when we know that these are like some of the new things we always check the latest firmware latest software updates and all that and then only we start investigating the problems for and it's always uh, you know a battle when it comes to uh, uh, adapting to all the things that he buys every time when he comes back from us he's like, like every time he comes back from us there's like suitcase or two with all this new stuff and <laughs> at, at my beginning of my career i, I used to be like yeah yeah we're, we're getting more stuff and after 10 years i'm like okay can we find someone else to do all this <laughs> yeah um you can't keep up yeah <laughs> so to answer your question he is always passionate about learning uh, learning uh, about and being keeping himself updated to updated in several fields not just music field right and uh, the thing about that is ideas always cross pollinate be- between different fields something that you learn in art can be used in music mm. that is, this is something i didn't realize early in my ca- career something that you learn in game some 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 music you know some game that you experience you know the way they used music in that uh, can influence the music that you do today right so uh, but it's always uh, so it's good to you know be on all these things and sirs always you know at the edge of the technology he's he's been using vr Yeah. uh you know ever since uh, it came out uh, ar also mm. augmented reality virtual reality and uh, he's been pushing us to learn about uh, virtual audio and all you know you know 3d audio and all the stuff and um, yeah it's it's been always like that and in yeah. that's a short answer of your yeah. question <laughs> amazing because uh, uh when you said macbook pro something occurred in my mind um, you know the m1 chip the new mm-hmm. macbook mm-hmm. pro released and uh, so the day it was released i got it on the same day and then i showed it to sir and uh, sir spoke about so many things about m1 chip that i had not even even thought of and mm-hmm. the day of the release sir is saying all these things and and he's saying you will have to wait for at least one more year to have all these apps updated to work on your machine blah 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 you went on and uh, and then two days later i see that sir has also got one m1 <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's it's just amazing because um, not just that um, i remember of course sir asked me about what i do in it uh, mm-hmm. i work in the microsoft 365 space and then i I gave him a rundown about various things that I do and then believe it or not sir knew about all these things already and mm. he asked me about certain things that I do as part of my job he which he knew already mm. and this amazes me and I think it has stopped amazing me now thinking that <laughs> sir just reads about everything <laughs> Uh, and it's not just about reading he literally has every laptop that uh, microsoft has made uh, every every surfaces every keyboard uh, keyboard that releases um you know every mac mac that has released you can we can literally have an exhibition of <laughs> every year's <laughs> you know mac laptops and so 
Oh, what I'm trying to say is he's been using, not just reading, right? So yeah. he he has a first-hand experience about what he's talking about. Not just uh, he's not talking just based on reading. Yeah, yeah, amazing. But it isn't Panchatan purely an Apple house. Why Microsoft? Ah, uh, <laughs> see, this is an interesting question. I think. Uh, you know i think sir chose mac for maybe just the, the tagline thing thing different or something very early in his career yeah. and uh, you know because everybody was else was using something else and he wanted his uh, we can say uh, ecosystem to be separate so that you know it's it's uh, it's better in many ways at many levels so uh you know those days you have to go and work at different places you know what if you lose some things uh so it's always uh, safer to be on a different platform you know it could be one of the one of the reasons as well and and also you know it was one of the best obviously and he likes uh, those kind of stuff <laughs> he likes shine and so yeah so it's not it's not some decision that he took uh, in the middle uh so it's he he's been on the mac side of things from the very early of his career so i've seen the g3 g4 kind of laptops yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mac laptops uh, when when i joined so so i i don't think it's a it's a decision that he took uh, later it's it's been his decision from beginning right okay right but he is also very fascinated to see what microsoft does and all that right he is see um especially when there were there was there was some stage in the middle right like where uh, the the value proposition of mac and pc was varying a lot and pc was like you know catching up mm. and at that point he was starting to explore he was just checking out mm. the the pc stuff the, he was buying certain pcs and you know just checking out things um so that is when he started following pc as well and yeah. especially with microsoft surface and all those really cool products and you know microsoft is not you know they they kind of leveling up right so mm. so it's it's uh, it's nice that he is using all of these right so are you a mac person or a surface person i i am i have mac uh, but actually i started as a pc person right and then when i joined sir i had no choice but to shift to mac <laughs> right and any regrets no <laughs> uh, <laughs> right i mean it's it's uh, it's more simpler right uh, mac, um, mac is more simpler i mean uh, um, not many people like going under the hood and touching wires uh, so a pc something like that like it gives access to deep access to many things um and for most people you don't need that right yeah. so most people are comfortable with uh, you know you know uh, should be comfortable with mac uh, mac yeah yeah anyway look uh, uh, of course would love to know more about so many other aspects as well but i want to take a step back and <laughs> I just would love to know what's your childhood been like uh did you know music music production 
and stuff like that was always going to be your thing and if so at what point did you actually realize and how what yeah what has your journey been so yeah so uh, being born to a, um, a studio musician um, my father is a uh, you know a, a rhythm arranger and music producer himself and he has worked with sir for several years um so com- being born in a music family and uh, uh, and uh, you know my father is a musician who takes me to s- studios when i was young mm. you know i used to go see him work uh, uh and you know see all his friends like sumani uncle and all these people play different instruments so studio world was always fascinating for me even from the anger uh, age mm. um but i was doing multiple things i was uh, you know i was go- I, i was uh, good in music i was good in dance i was good in multiple yeah. aspects <laughs> and uh, and i think at at start, um my dad joined me uh, on keyboard uh, i was uh, and he was very very strict on that strict that i had to do eight grades of theory and eight grades of piano uh, and uh, you know i ended up doing only five uh, but uh, you know that uh, that his you know his seriousness uh, you know brought some interest and some kind of seriousness to me on music and uh, somehow i you know kind of uh, gravitated towards music more and more and uh, and when it when it came to my after 12th uh, i was like you know okay most people do engineering in india that's fine at least let me do audio engineering <laughs> because i know i'm going to be a musician or something uh, so let me do something that that you know what that's part of uh, that you know makes sense uh, in the in, in the music field yeah. right so I, i i was sure about this one decision in my in my life i said to my dad like look dad okay you wanted me to uh, study t- t- till 12th i did now i want to do audio engineering only not any other engineering right and uh, he he also he was kind enough to put me on that and uh, you know even had that clarity at that point too right right that is something i'm i'm proud of myself <laughs> that this and uh, i was also programming by that uh, but that point i you know i was started a uh, you know i i had uh, my dad's pc i was programming a little bit of yeah uh, stuff uh, so but the only way forward for me to like you know go into some audio engineering to learn more the the because the only other option is like uh, you know you can go assist all this audio engineering uh, like uh, people and all the stuff and then be an intern that seemed to me a lot uh, like a you know a long journey for me and you know i thought okay instead of learning that way let, let's at least you know get a you know get a certification in this and then go mm-hmm. stand behind people so you know uh, we uh, at least know what we are uh, you know you know what they are doing right instead of not knowing anything and going standing behind them mm-hmm. to me this made more sense so nice. so i did my audio engineering and actually even while doing audio engineering i was more into programming side of things um and uh, i was in friends uh, my best friends were all programmers my best uh, you know my favorite teachers were all teachers who teach programming and all the stuff so yeah so i was programming then after my college i was working under many music directors like uh, uh, s rajkumar t rajan there a lot of uh, tamil music directors even some few telugu mm-hmm. 
Mm. And then I I thought that's going to be my journey, and you know I was just in that for one or two years. Suddenly one fine day, my dad uh, pulled me and from there and dropped me in Panchatantra. <laughs> Panchatantra. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from there it's been quite a journey. Wow. And that wasn't the first time you met Sir, though, right? No, I've met I've met him several times before. Yeah. Like you know, whenever Sir, my dad used to play for Sir, I used to always come. assist him like you know assist him with it, with his instruments mm-hmm. uh, stand uh, in the in, uh, you know uh, you know stand watch the control room watch uh, what sir's doing watch other keyboard players those time like you know joshua Sri- do you know joshua sridhar yeah. the composer yeah so he used to be the uh, the keyboard player that at that time and right. he had a big car and, uh, you know he used to park inside sir house go program so he was like my uh, Uh, like you know role model oh my god <laughs> and all that <laughs> and, uh, and then after that uh, i think jee prakash was there yeah and then jee prakash left and then uh, after he left i got the chance to work with him because there was a empty space which uh, um, and i think uh, my dad put me on the right time at the right place <laughs> by god's grace and which year was that 2000 i think it's to- 2005 oh, yeah uh, five or six Yeah, wow. Nice. 2005, 2021, it's been a journey for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. remember what's your day one, what your day one was like when your dad put sure. in the studio? <laughs> yeah, sure. They they put me on one uh, in room in one of the programming rooms like this. And uh, the song was given to me. right and then um, um no brief <laughs> so <laughs> i was doing whatever how i was uh, i think i think my first song was uh, vaji vaji right from shivaji yeah uh and uh, i was also working on my second song was in rande basanti nice. so i was doing whatever i whatever felt like And then suddenly sir came after like one or two days he heard that and said uh, gave some of the ideas and, and then uh, yeah right. <laughs> so first one or two days nobody was there <laughs> just me <laughs> so we just basically figuring figuring out things i'm trying to understand how this whole place works and it, it took uh, one or two years actually it's just you know because a lot of big people are there like you know practice mm. uh, Mm. kind of uh, protecting the whole infrastructure yeah. uh they would make sure that you know whoever they join in the team is worthwhile yeah. uh that person has that integrity or uh, you know the commitment and uh, talent and all that yeah so it is not uh, n- normal it is not uh, you know you know usual to see one or two projects not people get credited mm. so they're just checking you like you know you will be interning you work in one or two projects you not even get uh, uh you know uh, and then if you hold back if you still work and then they you know they uh you know then you become part of the team and uh, it it was a, it was uh, like breaking into uh, something like for me <laughs> with, with all these legends it's really the same all that stuff 
but then after once we you know he accepted us uh, uh, me as a team then it was all smooth like you know it's more like a probation period before huh <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> <laughs> but i think you know for them that is how it was for them right yeah, yeah. and um, and that is how but today things are different today if you if someone comes out from km or something we can't do that those kind of stuff to them to you know they uh, everybody is treated uh, you know equally and uh, you know but they um, still join as interns yeah they do and uh, yeah yeah right nice and uh, so buddy i mean i know you're into programming and then production so i like what's uh, how should i put it what's your typical day in panchadan is like what time does it start and what time does it end i know there is no timing it's a bad question <laughs> <laughs> so okay let me put it this way uh so i think it kind of depends on uh, the the time zone uh, that says come back from the country like you know if he's um if he's come back from london uh, it would start a little late but usually uh, usually uh, you know it starts at 3 in the afternoon yeah uh, and ends somewhere between 5 to 5 am or you know anywhere between 3 am to 7 am so it, it's 3 to 3 but mm-hmm. uh, you know things would change things would radically change if he's uh, you know on jet lag from some other time zone <laughs> suddenly he'll start working in the morning and we'll we'll all be like what is happening <laughs> right so you basically i mean uh your you you adapt to the time zone that he is in but lately right course, yeah, are... since the last close to an year he's very yeah much yeah. Right? yeah but we never had this privilege before <laughs> <laughs> yeah right so which means like it which has been going okay in terms of going at a certain time and coming back home at a decent time and right right okay and it's... so the thing is i mean look uh, as part of the creative process uh, right and let's let's take just any song for that matter doesn't really matter which song where does it start and at what point do you jump in and then what happens to that and then what what really is a typical life cycle of a song so are you there as part of the composing process as well mm-hmm. is it so <clears throat> curious sure sure actually this is a very interesting question so traditionally how composing works is uh, like you know if you pick uh, other composers before sir yeah. there would always be some composing assistants right and um, people people will be with the composer playing some uh, you know some rhythm instruments or something to inspire the composer to come up with a tune right and uh, that is not the process with sir sir entirely comes up with the with the tune by himself alone right okay. that alone can be anywhere it could be his prayer room it could be you know it, uh, just him and uh, his laptop uh, in the studio or uh, you know uh, in the lobby anywhere it could be anywhere uh, but once he you know comes up with the tune and 
nobody knows that knows this he churns out a lots of ideas right you know and he picks and chooses the best one for that particular pro- project and then once the green light comes from the director then it only after that point that team comes inside the studio right, right. um and uh, so before actually before it comes inside the studio uh, the track is already sent to the lyricist and uh, so by the time it comes inside the studio it already has some rough lyrics wow and uh, we would uh, the process the typical process is uh, either me or someone who is working uh, at the studio at that night would uh, record uh, a temp voice uh, what we call in the industry as track singing yeah. some some um, some a really talented singer and really quick singer with a very nice voice would come in okay uh, usually these people are at the you know at the early stage of their career mm-hmm. uh, if you look at uh, all of these big singers they've gone through this process at sir and you know it, it has ob- obviously helped their career yeah. right from kartik to harichandran to yeah. you know, to all the way to sid sriram right mm-hmm. um, so they they would uh, come and you know they would uh, wait a few hours or whatever and then they would you know they would come and uh, sing uh, this rough lyrics or sometimes even without lyrics uh, just a tune of what sir has sung mm. and we would record that and usually there would be some form of arrangement uh, in for the for the tune itself when sir composes it uh, composes itself oh, wow yeah i mean it could be as simple as one just one basic form, one basic rhythm or you know just uh, a four chord progression kind of a thing mm. but some kind of backing would be there mm. uh, this is something most people don't understand and you know uh, <clears throat> before sir uh, the the composing the melody would be composed by another composer and arrangement would be done by another arranger right mm. sir was the actually i think many many people before him has done uh, this uh, but sir i think this one of the first person who never ever composes just a melody alone he is always he always composes the the chord structure the arrangement as well as it's kind of like two eyes they they come in hand in hand like you know when he is writing the song itself he is always holding a chord uh, and you know he's switching and that kind of becomes the the arrangement for all the whole idea that he's making right so um uh, uh in uh, in my whole experience i would say there's there's only one or two instances in which one there was you know he he just came up with the tune with no arrangement whatsoever but I mean, most of the times he he's actually he comes out with uh, the, the uh, with the tune and the arrangement uh, like just even the basic chord structure yeah, yeah. so he composes them together right. so that idea comes in the studio and it it becomes one of uh, our job to like you know kind of expand that idea you know look at the chords uh, you know put it into a better sound mm. um set the tempo record the voice mm. um and then uh, and that would be our first level programming um and uh, you know the we would record the whole thing and uh, send it to sir mm. um then you know he would uh, come and uh, work on it again uh, sometimes he would just select all and delete whatever we've done <laughs> do something fresh 
uh, that would be at least five times in ten, right? Because you know, we have not given any brief whatsoever. So, uh, so he, uh, we would not even know the 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 uh, situation of the uh, the the song, and we not we would not even know for what project this is also sometimes. Right. So, so he would then then come, you know. Uh, Um, do the arrangement, do the changes in the arrangement, and bring it to a point where it can be sent uh, sent to uh, a director. But this happens in a course of time. Um, I think uh, this is where you know things get uh, little. Uh, you know, you you can't really say. It depends on depending on the urgency of the project and or uh, the 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 shoot dates or whatever. This can extend from few days to uh, you know uh, a few months. maybe um but what happens is uh, you know the, uh, the there would be multiple versions of revisions on the lyric mm. the singer would come in multiple times to do the lyrics changes um punch in the lyrics changes and uh, there would be multiple revisions on the arrangement side which is uh, what we do mm. there would be uh, mm, at some point uh, where he is happy with the the rough arrangement which is the programming part of the song he would then say okay now let's jump guns go record this instrument uh, go to the flute live go go to the guitar live go to the strings live um uh, and then we all get into action start booking the studio you know musicians record all this stuff um make sure it's all top quality uh you know bring it back into the uh, session and then uh, and then that session will again come back to his master table mm-hmm. um and then he would again look into it and if there's any changes that he want to do it he will he will do it right so at, at this point we have a final lyrics sung by a good singer and we have a almost final arrangement we have almost a final live instruments and all the stuff and then uh people will take a call on who who should be the final uh, singer uh, so the that call could be a collective decision uh, between sir director or anybody and or sometimes it could be uh, uh, just sir but when he when sir is de- taking the decision he's completely taking the decision based on what the song is asking i i think i mean this may sound weird but i think there is a spiritual connection between the song and him it kind of speaks to him he you know it, it would ask for the kind of voice that it needs and, and suddenly a name pops up in sir's mind and he said okay let's go with this person right um most of the time you know that would be the final voice that we end up using unless there's some uh there's some, some you know uh situation where the director you know not really happy with the voice or something then we would end up changing uh, so now we have a final voice and then now this you know sir would uh, sit on the track and get uh, you know put together what as what we call as a shoot mix okay yeah. so he would uh, you know us uh, make sure the everything is tight you know the all the live thing that we put together doesn't have any flaws uh he would make sure the quality is top notch and this is the point we where we are all getting shoutings okay <laughs> and uh, um you know the, 
based on how the thing is urgent uh, you know we're all running between studios with uh, hard disks and all the stuff uh, and you know uh, at the end of the day you, you will have uh, a shoot mix that we'll send out to the director which you know they'll put it in the nagara or whatever and shoot and then we'll come back to this track mm. after a couple of months or sometimes even yes that is when <laughs> the audio will release because they've uh, they've gotten the song they've gone sh- shot the song and then there's a period of waiting time right uh, like you know they have to finish the whole shoot they have to edit the movie uh, you know they would uh, ideally before uh, starting the background score they would come and ask say sir okay uh, we are almost done with the um, edit and everything the post production and we want to release the audio now so so that you know next month you know we can give you the film for you to score right, right. something like that right so so once uh, we have a release date plan schedule from the from the production people then we'll come back to this track again you know this could be few months or years as as i said and by that point sir has already become bored of every literally every little thing that is there in the film in the in the track okay so he's like who put this sound who put who is this what is this why is this all, all of this sounding shit <laughs> and and we are all like oh my god we have to do redo all these things you know sometimes you know sometimes you would still like most of the things <laughs> uh but but uh, there would be uh, you know 30% of the times there would be situation like this where you know uh, where we might have to rework on all the stuff right but it's but it's always about uh, taking the fighting for the last 10% and that is something i really value you know sir for right and uh, that's something that i've learned uh, as a leader and uh, you know that is something that is helping me now run my company as well you know the way he handles teams the way he leads people with the right vision mm. and the way he not gives up on that last 10% that and for the 10% he he would literally sometimes put in twice or th- thrice amount of time mm. to just to get that uh, last 10% uh, mm. you know to get that last 10% of uh, quality in right so this i have a tip for you you know if you want to if you want search type one of the best way to get his time is to say sir i'll get you i, I can be- get you a better uh, quality version <laughs> then he would wait right uh, it was like you know uh sometimes like you know some of the best producers will not get time and, but if we say sir you know if we do this and install this plugin or you know load up this uh, this uh, mix this in this console i think we will get better quality he'll be like wow okay let's do it i'll wait right <laughs> uh and it really show how long is that wait will he give it, it can be it, yeah it, it could be half an hour he he himself literally waiting or it could be a day or two right uh, in that case he'll obviously go do something else and come back um so but it actually shows his uh, you know his persistence for the quality right um yeah, yeah. so uh right uh, so after that point um at that point i think i would say like once we have the release uh, plan there would be a process in which uh, where we are shifting uh, 
DAWs, right? Uh, we are shifting uh, from SaaS uh, music compose mm. composition um, software to a mis- mixing uh, music mixing software. So there's a transfer pos- process which happens. We make sure, yeah. excuse me, we make sure that uh, you know it's done in the top notch quality as possible, and we make sure the the integrity or the the musical intent. stays the same when when things are transferred between two different worlds and the idea is like you know once we uh, transfer the whole uh, um, whole track to the uh, DAW uh, we would mix in that um, so typically this is uh, this is the mixing software and you know the, this is where the the mixing desk you know the the mixing stage start, starts and uh, you know so more finer decision takes place like you know some certain things like you know hey you know we are this voice was recorded in multiple times at multiple different studios and we using different mics and there's some issue and you know we might have to re-record certain certain portions of this or you know I, we would say uh, okay you know this is fine but you know we need to nail the tuning part right let's send this out to uh now someone who tune it and give it back and all the stuff um so yeah so the mixing process happens that's usually you know um mm. a week or two and then sir will come and uh, sir will come and sit once or twice he'll give us two sittings to finalize the mix one would be just um, him sitting and hearing the uh, the mix that we have uh, he would just make sure that you know uh the the, the whole thing is not messed up than what uh, it was before and uh, you know we uh, we are in the right direction and we may uh, we are making progress in that last 10% in the right direction yeah. and then he would come and give us tips on what's the best way to achieve that last few percentage yeah. um and you know this last few i for few percent it's always like a cat and mouse game like you know uh, today he would say make a cake we will make a cake he will come put cherry on top and says you idiots this is what cake is. cake is. cake is <laughs> next session we would make a cake with a cherry on top he would come and see he will come sprinkle some you know some shiny things on top and say you idiots this is what cake should be and then <laughs> next time we'll we'll come back and do that same thing he'll come put some some other thing on top so the All, all my life i was the, i always thought like you no know, oh shit we are not good enough but right now i know enough i have enough experience to learn that you know that last 10% is always a cat and mouse game yeah. and he himself is always trying to push the limits so it's him trying to push the limits is what asking you know making him um uh, come and ask for little more better better every single time from us mm-hmm. and um and you know that's that's been always been the case so coming back to the um, the mixing journey and then uh, you know once we have uh, tweak all that stuff uh, all the do all the changes that he wants then he would come back um, you know on you know just probably be, uh, you know before the deadline sometime before that he would come and finalize all the songs and we would hear it in the car and go for a ride here in the car and come off in some of the other sessions uh, some of other systems like home theater and other stuff mm. and then the mix get finalized and that's what you know uh, and, and then it goes to the mastering engineer 
you know my job ends there uh so typically uh, uh the master then it becomes a mastering engineer problem where uh, his um his whole thing is he has to make sure that you know the the loudness and the whole quality is matching to the industry standard right so that in youtube uh, it's not too soft or too loud and uh, you know it's those kind of uh, uh, things um so is that and, usually suresh yeah that is usually suresh parma yeah um right that, that's that's the typical journey of a song it's <laughs> it's kind of long process and my i as i said i know i have no involvement in the composition part and i have no involvement in the mastering part in 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 pretty much the whole middle section i've literally been part of every single thing uh in my whole experience and you know kind of uh, you know by god's grace have been you know part of every single aspect of the whole journey amazing amazing yeah. and i i i do have a a few questions that came out of the in depth walk through that you just gave i mm-hmm. i love love uh, conversations like this and you can obviously see how excited i am uh thing is i mean are you usually part of almost every song or does sir choose okay this song krishna this song maybe someone else and or the question is yeah. how does he know who needs to work on what so the thing that we have to understand is like you know <clears throat> every person's character uh, kind of shows in his work like mm. you know especially in music mm. that is why sir's music is uh, so special it's uh, i think you know it's my humble opinion that you know it's the purity of his heart shows in his music you know mm. um um so uh each people have their own strengths uh, like you know <clears throat> i am uh, as you know sir typically gives me a little more fun song energetic uh, a little more commercial and all the energetic fun songs mm-hmm. and he would he um he would work on more uh, the romantic and love songs and the most important melody songs he himself would work on it mm-hmm. and very rarely he would send out uh, to other people to work on it and uh, um so uh, like it could be some special strings arrangement that he is looking for or you know it could be a, some special genre type uh, arrangement like a, okay maybe if it, it's a, it's a melody song but it's a jazz melody song mm-hmm. and he kinds of does the main idea and then he sends it out to someone who specializes in that genre of arrangement mm-hmm. um and then they would take it uh, further uh and then he would obviously tweak it once it comes back right wow very nice and and just when you gave me a walk through of uh, the whole life cycle right you mentioned about uh you know the recording the flute portions or the guitar portions and things like that uh my question is who makes that call again does sir say that flute needs to come here and it should be guitar or is that more like a creative process like within the team i'm just curious at that point sir has already played uh, the flute with a keyboard flute oh, wow and that section is already there so it's it's a decision of whether do we keep the keyboard flute or we record the live flute yeah uh, and that call is uh, usually done by sir yeah and uh, if i mean obviously we suggest saying i would sometimes suggest saying sir you know this song can really use a 
uh, live bass and you know we can we can really go for live rhythms in this song mm. those kind of stuff um and of course uh, you know he would agree uh, with it and uh, you know he would right 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 and also the other question that i had was uh, with regards to the singers um obviously sir usually goes with his instinct saying this person could sing and um i would like to know has there been instances i'm sure you would have come across this during your journey with sir uh, all through the years where um sir obviously has chosen a singer but the director or the producer or someone else from the movie team says sir you need to sing we want you to sing <laughs> what happens there not not one project i think it will happen in every single project like and then it becomes sir's decision whether to oblige to their request or do to do justice to the singer who has already done yeah a great justice to the song so if if the song the singer has really done a fantastic job then it becomes a tough call for sir to mm. step on his shoes and you know replace him um <clears throat> but you know but if it's usually money sir or someone that he really values then he would do it for them mm right okay nice and of course like you know as as part of your journey again with sir and the entire team you have you have obviously had the privilege of uh, traveling with sir as well and any memories that comes to your mind and uh, i'm pretty sure uh, there should be one memory with regards to food and you would <laughs> probably know what i'm talking about <laughs> um so when it comes to travel like you know air is i mean being in this team is one of the boring <laughs> boring is this is like one of the boring teams to be on <laughs> like because apart from going and working we don't do anything else uh i i went to <laughs> i went to london i think four or five times before i actually saw the london bridge <laughs> and that too i saw the london bridge while traveling in sir's car while traveling uh, along with sir and he showed me hey chetan look look this is london bridge if we have time we'll come back <laughs> that never happened so um, and of course you know it doesn't go out um, you know like you know like uh, anywhere that people any other regular musicians go out to take, hang out and enjoy and all the stuff um he, he you know he's a, a spiritual person goes to a lot of uh, you know wants and all this stuff mm-hmm. but uh, we would uh, obviously you know some time to time we would go to uh, movies here mm-hmm. sir would uh, you know um, uh, he would take us to uh, whatever movies that going he is going <clears throat> then he would uh, take us to that and you know i i think that that would be one of the uh, that's like the, what we can expect max out of a trip uh, and then uh, but there would always be this uh, you know this uh, a little more intimate uh, relationship that you can have uh, from what you typically you can have from in in, in chennai because he's uh, you know he's isolated from all this uh, uh, you know the, the the crowd and fans here he's a little more is he, is he more relaxed outside yes yeah he's more more relaxed uh, and and you know typically he would uh, you know 
actually he would start after he goes reaches in, uh, his us house or whatever yeah. he would he would take some deep rest like you know uh, yeah. one or two days or two days he would just rest first uh, gain his energy back before start uh, typically yeah. uh, before starting on a new project or whatever um but the but the advantage in traveling with him you, know, you get to know him little more intimate uh, uh, intimately and uh, you know sometimes uh, you, you would get the chance to stay in in the same house mm-hmm. in the guest room or you know somewhere very close by and then yeah it, it's it's uh, i really like like traveling with him because um, even though it's not fun in the fun way but it's uh, it's more pleasant uh, you get to know uh, a side that you don't typically get to see uh, mm. here because here it's he's too busy like you know the um, is the pressure and all that stuff it's uh, uh, it, you know it would uh, i mean it's not there when he's uh, that kind of pressure is not there mm. so he would he's more relaxed and and uh, we would work on we would try to keep some schedules in the us like you know people there they work in like you know proper timings yeah. so we would try to keep up uh, to their schedules and so things are less hectic when we travel and right but but the travel is actually hectic we are here because we are actually traveling with shitloads of equipments gears going there uh, setting it up setting it all up most of the times there are like you know these things are not matching with that, those things those things are not matching in all this and we all you know go through this setting up process copying all the projects that we took from here to there you know making sure everything's working yeah and sometimes things would not show up open up then we will we'll have to make make a panic call back to chennai wake wake the wake the people here at mid, midnights Hey, go to studio and send me this file. <laughs> right. I hate doing that, but that happens as well. Nice, nice. And uh, do you remember the omelette story? Oh, yeah. You, oh, okay. You were talking about the omelette story. <laughs> so, yeah, that that happened on my very first trip with Sir, I think. <laughs> and uh, you know, we were. Uh, you know we were there together um, he asked me hey do you know how to make omelet and i was like why would i why what should i know how to make omelet i don't know <laughs> and he was like oh come i'll show you and he was he kindly took me to the studio i'm uh, sorry this uh, the kitchen and and you know neatly showed me like <laughs> uh, properly like <laughs> how, how to make an omelet and all that and then um, you know he made one for me one for himself and we had uh, i was like super happy okay oh, i have sir made me omelet uh, this is the best breakfast ever and all that and then after uh, the breakfast he, he said you know do you know why it, uh, i made uh, made you omelet because from tomorrow you only have to make me omelet <laughs> i love it <laughs> and so yeah I did. <laughs> I goofed a bit, you know, a little, a couple of times, and you know, when we are uh, traveling alone and you know, staying alone in an apartment, those kind of stuff, uh, we have to go. I have to go uh, buy the meal outside uh, from the restaurant, 
uh, typically from halal yeah. arabic restaurants and those yeah. kind of stuff so we would i would walk go that would that would be the only walk i get like you know i would go walk buy food come back and uh, you know heat it up in the oven give it to sir right and most of the time we are just working and you know time mm. Does, uh, and taking care of ourselves yeah um i think you know he likes the the chicken um the, the barbecue kind of uh, yeah. kind of stuff yeah. i i you know there's one sorry uh, there's one one arabic dish that he really likes i i forget uh, i sorry for speaking sometime Uh, he really loves that uh, and he also likes pakistani food yeah uh, we we go to uh, i mean uh, he took me to lot of pa- i mean one or two pakistani food restaurants his favorite restaurants in mm. london there's one street like, again i'm forgetting the name yeah uh, um he has some friends uh, mm. some uh, good pakistani re- yeah. Uh, restaurants yeah nice and he also i think i think chinese and pakistani food are his favorite right but sir is typically not a usually foodie and but he likes certain places when he travels that's all he likes to try but yeah not like a of foodie, foodie i think so i think maybe maybe in when he was saying maybe he was a foodie mm. but now he's like you know okay if i'm here okay let me try that that kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> nice nice might as well and that sir have a nickname for you i think he only calls me chetan right. i don't know maybe maybe someone else should know <laughs> no no i'm just asking you no one told me anything <laughs> uh, no, no i think he just calls me chetan and yeah and when he does get not so very happy mhm what's that one thing that he tells you I, I I don't think he 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 uh, uses swear words and all <laughs> but he has this technique of making you feel really bad and guilty even without using one bad word <laughs> he'll be like he would like I trusted you guys you let me down and all this you know he would he would uh, make you you know like you know uh, yeah but you know he's just trying to get his job work done <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you guys as a team do you guys have a team meeting or something you 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 you're a you're a big team now though right we yeah uh, i think i think when when it comes to background scores we do we would uh, have team meeting and it mostly be me and the other uh, mm. the newer newer generation of programmers and all the stuff um we would uh have you know within the like you know the whatever work which was given to me or assigned to me assigned to us <clears throat> we would plan within ourselves on how to execute it um but you know sir's plan would be like you know it's it's more on the top level and you know he and he's like okay if this is the deadline this is when i should start he would typically start early um and end up right. finishing late wow. <laughs> wow 
yeah that's that. that's because of the quality right like you know <laughs> um that and if that uh if you actually look at some of the ted videos that's um that's how some of the great innovating minds are um yeah so the giving yourself the the chance to procrastinate a bit yeah. um you start on an idea early yeah and then you and you, when you when you when you are refining that idea you give yourself a little more time and procrastinate a little bit mm. so that you know until you reach that idea where you 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 crack that uh, you know balance of right balance of uh, everything mm. uh, so to reach that point it takes a little bit of time so i so i think um we don't intentionally delay things but uh, in fact we try to start early most of the times um but even though if we start early we would some most of the times like you know um like you know cross the deadline slightly and then you know de- deliver it be- because of all the 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 quality control process and stuff yeah of course has there been a project or a song which has been the toughest for you or the most challenging probably that's the right word hmm uh in terms of mixing or arrangement or it could be anything anything that comes to your mind i think i think my first ever um, um big project to mix like you know like i think i i think i my first biggest project was kochanyan which is like you know the rajneesh's project yeah. and all the stuff with the uh, spb sir singing yeah and the single was supposed to release really far, uh, really as soon as possible and uh, we were working on the the enge engo pogdo vanam that mm. track mm. and and it really took a lot of time for us you know because it was actually a simple song uh, but to you know to get everything right yeah um you know we we had re- recorded uh, you know foreign orchestras and all that stuff mm-hmm. so for me it was uh, w- kind of i think the first time for me to integrate foreign orchestra into uh, uh, in, into an uh, like a uh, indian film song mm-hmm. so i had to go through that process of uh, like bringing those those 30 odd mic uh, 30 35 odd mics into two tracks wow so you know and then um, making it all sound it, it needs to have that uh, orchestral edge but it also needs to sound indian that was the challenge right um, mm-hmm. so it's a rajni sir it, it needs to have it needs to be fun it's a type it's an introduction song so it needs to compel and uh, reach a wide audience and attract the masses mm-hmm. but it has all this orchestral international stuff in it so how do we balance it like you know an spb says voice and we have to do, do justice for that so so for me at that point that that was like a a, a big challenge which i think we mm. managed to crack it properly <laughs> yeah i mean for me to just think about that itself is like a big challenge in front of me <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know how you did it but amazing man that album has been this is like it's it's an album that i listen to even today so thank you great and uh, uh buddy the thing is i mean uh, look you know i would love to touch upon so many other aspects and keep you here for hours and hours and we could just go mm-hmm. on talking and talking and uh but the thing is i have to 
you know also give you back your creative time otherwise i'll get a call from sir later <laughs> <laughs> and so um i just wanted to ask um but is uh the thing is i mean this journey is extremely special um it will be treasured for a long long time this podcast journey and i really hope that there is another podcast 2.0 where we can get <laughs> back and your other team members also back for more conversations i really hope that happens and um so with that said um i know you have the luxury of working with sir and you see him almost every day and i would like you to say something to sir via this podcast uh could be a message or could be a dedication to him about anything if there's anything that you would like to share and i will ensure that he sees this <laughs> um i don't know maybe i mean i mean i meet him pers- uh, personally like uh, every single day if there's anything i can tell him directly but um what i would say is like you know um uh technology is always evolving and music is like you know and music is always going to be there and it just takes different forms of forms and shapes and today i think like you know the the one of the biggest challenges that we have is um, an artist not able to sustain himself mm. in music mm. by choosing music and and i think a person of his caliber if he really really puts in his effort can solve this problem okay um i think there's multiple ways to do it and the end goal is very simple we have to make people pay for music again right uh, music is not free because people are putting in so much hard work yeah and you even when you when you listen to something free uh, when when you, anything that you get for free you don't value right mm-hmm. um imagine those days stall and all those big uh, big uh, albums you got a, got it for free would you value it that much true only only because you waited there was a limited supply there was a cost there was a value attached to it there there was even more personal attachment to those mm-hmm. albums i think we have to bring that sense of value back to music mm. and i think he he can really do it you know and if we can come up with a, a different platform um like itunes for india and just um uh, just for individual artists or any composer who can just come and put in his album inside that mm. and he can he can put whatever price he wants he can price his album without a need for Uh, any label or anything he can put it put out his album saying hey this is my album and this is what i want to price mm-hmm. and you can't listen to this album anywhere else in the world right so the person can um come and you know uh, listen to that album in that uh, platform and if he wants he can download it uh, uh, those whatever he purchased into his phone he can listen to it anywhere um and i think with the technology it is possible and and it's more than possible uh, possibility it's not it's not a thing of possibility i think it's a of conviction that some of these big people really have to do they all these people have to come together and you know start mm. 
bringing back the value to the album um, because only then you know all the people who are studying music and who wants to choose music uh, you know uh, even if they have like two three successful al- albums in their career they should be able to sustain their whole lives that is how it used to be in the us in the 80s 90s some of these some of the so called albums they only had one <laughs> biggest hit album in their life and uh, you know they they are living off of it you know and if we can make something like that um, uh, that would be amazing that would be the his biggest uh, achievement i mean like you know giving back thing to anyone right so it's a very interesting the, thing yeah. you just uh, said uh, yeah very very interesting one and a thought provoking one too and have you shared this with sir before no i don't have the balls <laughs> right and uh, the thing is i mean um it's it's not uh it's as an extension to what you just said there's also another thing that has been in my mind and has been in a number of sirs fans minds as well uh i live in australia as you know and then number of his i mean his fans are all over the world and we rely on the streaming platforms like spotify and itunes and whatever uh, apple music now the issue is you know it's uh, regionalized for example trida trida album there's only one song veerapandiya kota uh, veerapandi kotale is that's the only song available here in australia whereas in hmm. india the entire album is available and there right. are some albums which are available only here in australia and not in india and uh ideally if you know if we could get a platform dedicated just for arr music that's it i'm just saying i hope this mm. happens one day where you know it's just anything under the panchatan recording uh, panchatan studio this is going to be there in that platform this mm. idea i don't know we need to float this to sir or unless yeah. he's already got it. i think i think it's very uh, easily easily doable doable thing uh, because you know as we all know you know sir owns most of his uh, you know rights so it's easily achievable but you know technology is also there um uh, but it's just you know this whole ecosystem today is it's it's built in a certain structure and mm. he has to make all of the whole structure people involved in the whole structure happy right. uh, in order to reach that end audience right and it's fair because each people are doing some um in, they're also giving back in some way and adding value today but i think that will the, it it has been diminishing for a long time um because before the record labels used to provide the studios you know pay big rents for the studios you know, you know protect the artists and all the stuff um today they are not doing any of those and people are making music in their laptops mm. right um so you know why don't they di- directly release and uh, you know they price whatever they want to price mm. you know mm. Mm. um it could be small some even people can even release it for free right uh, you know it's their choice it's the artist choice and you know they're not entitled you know tangled with any of the mm. uh, any other uh, this thing unless they add uh, bring in value to it mm. all right great 
<laughs> it's been amazing man and uh, look um, you give me an hour and a half of your precious time i really appreciate it um uh, this as i said this this these conversations are going to be treasured and um you know many of your fans and heaps and heaps of sirs fans would be so so eager and keen to watch this and hear this and uh, i'm pretty sure uh, they're going to be asking you for more and more sessions like this and uh, it will be very inspiring in fact when i think about it you've come up with something uh, so cool in the pandemic you know you've made use made the best use of that time to come up with something new and you should really do more like uh, uh, how should i say a master class or something like that just for this and i'm pretty sure there will be a lot of lot of people who would be very interested in hearing you speak about this in depth so you might want to consider that i would be more than happy to create that audience for you to come and hear you speak have a think about it <laughs> sure i mean like if if there is a need for revision we can definitely do it yeah so buddy thank you heaps man and uh, really appreciate it thanks for your valuable time and thanks so much really thanks saj thanks for considering me and uh, you know um, and uh, you know sorry i was not able to give time uh, in, the, in the previous time when you asked and i'm really happy that i was able to join this time um, so my thank you my thanks to all the fans and uh, have a nice day